All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, nothing like a little ABBA to start an afternoon. How are we doing, everybody? Jason Strudwick. That's right. Your old buddy. Old Uncle Struddy back in the hot chair for a couple days, 201 here on Sports uh, 1440. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. I'll be uh, hosting for today and tomorrow. Jason Greger's away, so he let me drive. And Connor, feels like old times, except we're in the mall. I walked into the mall. I, I bought myself <laughs> a pair of socks. Uh, I know my wife a nice gift and came over here right away. That is oh, one of the perks of working out of West Edmonton Mall, Struddy. I mean returns that your wife might ask you to do maybe you got to go pick up some things for friends or family the food court a whole lot of perks for this uh this location glad to have you in today yeah. and tomorrow it's great to be here beautiful studio uh, people walking by banging on the glass yeah like, you know, i'm trying to focus on people you know i can't get too uh distracted so we'll take you through the next four hours uh, big show lined up here on the uh, Jason Gregor Show presented by Play Alberta. Dot State live on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. So hello to everybody there watching me. I uh, did my hair extra special for those watching uh, instead of just listening. So anyways, uh, thanks for joining us here. Uh, massive show planned today. We've got uh, in about 20 minutes time, we'll talk a little AJHL. Uh, big news today out of the, I guess, former five AJHL teams are moving to the B. C-G-H-L, J-H-L, we'll get into that. Uh, Patty, he's kind of like Madonna. He's kind of like T-Swift. He only has one name, although I guess technically T-Swift is two. Uh, come and talk to us about a very cool uh, event he has going down at the Canadian Brew House for Fireman Burn Unit. And then 320 Brian Diardo, CBS NFL writer. Obviously, we're, I don't know, 10-odd days away from the Super Bowl, but there's coaches all have a spot or coaches are being nailed down to, to, to teams. 
Bill Belichick, though, on the outside looking in. I'll get Connor's thoughts on that, too, pretty quick. Colin Livingston, the Cantor uh, Racing Report, 340. Huge news. Huge news. There, every week he brings it. But this is perhaps the biggest news that I can remember in the Cantor's Torque Racing Report about a driver switching after this year. So we'll get into that with Colin. Ryan Leslie, Sportsnet uh, Flames reporter. Go around the NHL with him. Obviously, big trade with the uh, Flames and the Canucks last night, conveniently right before the All-Star game, and now the Flames have no All-Stars, which is sad if you're uh, a Calgary Flames fan. And then uh, five question on 440, Mark Spector, Roger Sportsnet, join us uh, live from his hot tub at his cabin. We'll ask him to turn down the uh, Jets. And then we got lots of time for you and your texts, obviously. Love hearing from you. Uh, with all your tech. So again, Jason Stradwick, I'm in the big chair the, for the next uh, two days. Connor, the text line is what, sir? one 401 we do have the text line. I feel like it's plastered everywhere. If you look right here, I think it's right oh, in front of you. The one right in front right of Right in front of you. It also doubles as a phone number as well if people <laughs> want to call in. So yeah, we, we try to keep it as simple as possible, but one 401 Not simple enough, obviously. Uh, <laughs> that, that was a little bit too easy. And we're live in the Ewell studio, brought to you by Ewell. Gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E-W-E-L. .ca. Great to be here in the Ewell. So I'm loving it. I brought a bubbly. That's going to be used for the next uh, four hours. The tall boy. You know I like to go drop the big bucks, Connor. Uh, I got the tall boy here, a bubbly. You bought me some popcorn. I might not leave. I might spend the whole night here tonight. Well, I know you're a fellow West Ender at heart. You grew up on the West End, as did I. And I, you had mentioned a few times in your younger days, after Randy River, you might go grab a little bit of popcorn. Oh, I love right? it. Incredible. So Chicago style. So good. So good. So we had to welcome you with that. Yeah, it's very nice. And thank you for all the text people saying welcome back. I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Obviously, I really enjoyed um, interacting with all the fans. So we will uh, keep those coming. Keep the text coming and we'll uh, get into it. Okay, let's get into some of the uh, goings on. I've got to weigh in on this big trade. So the Flames, they decide it's time. It's time to move on from... Uh, the dream of the playoffs this year. They moved uh, Elias Lindholm over to their uh, rivals, which is kind of interesting, in uh, Vancouver. And the Canucks pay a pretty good premium. A first rounder, a conditional fourth that could become a third if the uh, team, the team being the Canucks, make it to the, the conference finals. Then they bring in uh, two young defensemen. Obviously, uh, two guys. That one is uh, Hunter I'm not even going to try his last name, but playing the OHL, killing it over there. Right shot defenseman. Then he got another uh, big Finn playing over in Finland. So two defensemen, one left shot, one right shot. And then Andre Kuzmenko. So let's first talk about the Canucks. The Canucks are having one whale of a season. I did not have them in the playoffs. I didn't think their defense was strong enough, and I've been proven wrong. Um, some of the moves they made in the past have come to uh, to help them out. Uh, obviously, Quinn Hughes is having an incredible season. He's an elite, elite player. And then you look at some of the others back there. Um, you know, Philip Ronick is playing well. Tyler Myers, very high-paid older defenseman. He's settled in. Ian Cole's been a nice addition. Now, Carson Soucy has been uh, in and out quite a bit with injuries. Kind of bad luck. And then they traded for old Nicky Zadorov. 
So they've got a pretty nice mix of D-men back there. Then their forwards are having incredible years. You know, Miller, Pedersen, Besser having a career season. Um, Niels Hoaglander, that's a player I've liked for a long time. Can't believe he's only 23, but for 1.1 million at 14, I think he has 14 goals last time I checked, playing really well. Dakota Joshua, same thing, a very cheap player. Is a UFA after this year, which is probably good timing, but playing well. And then to wrap it all up, they've got the big man Demko in the pipes, who's um, obviously one of the top goaltenders in the league, and it's showing uh, for his team. So where does uh, Lindholm fit in? I I gotta believe he plays beside Pedersen. I, I'd be surprised at least don't start him there. Um, and that makes for two really good lines. You know they've got some, some some speedy guys in those lines, some guys that can shoot, and now two good centers in Miller and Lindholm. So it feels like they kind of finished off the puzzle. Their you know bottom six are are a good group. Obviously they can skate, get around. They've got some size, some physicality. But I really like this move for the Vancouver Canucks. So what it means for them this year. Do I think they can re-sign him? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure they'll try. And if he likes it there, Vancouver's a nice community. Um, but he's 29, uh, uh, Lynn Holmes, so maybe he would sign back. I'm not sure if I'm signing him to an eight-year contract. I think that'd be a bit much, but I might go uh, on some level. Then you look at the Calgary uh, Flames. The Calgary Flames are a team that are they're in the playoff mix. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they're in the playoff mix. They're five points behind the the uh, second wild card spot, St. Louis. Same games at hand, so they've got a pretty long road, and they've kind of been up and down, up and down. They've I think they've only won one of the last five or six, I want to say. But this team and Craig Conroy has to look at what's happened over the last number of years. And I'll even go back to when Kachuk moved away, when Johnny Goudreau moved away. This team has been changed dramatically, changed dramatically, and they are right now not built right to win a Stanley Cup. And the problem is that a lot of the, or to even really compete for a Stanley Cup, they don't have what's required. They have some aging players. Um, you know, their, their captains, Michael Backlund, an older player at 34. Kadri's 33. And now they're trying to get some younger players into that lineup. You know, Tanev is not a spring chicken at 34. He's, he's near in the end. So I believe the Flames are prudent, path for them is to go through their lineup and ship out players that can bring you assets back so they can start gearing up and start improving, start bringing young players up, which Ryan Husk is really good at doing is developing young players. Bring these guys up so that you can be ready when you get a new building. I believe their new building will be ready in three seasons. So you want to hit your, your hit the ground running when you get into that building. And you can hang on to, you know, you can offer whatever he wants. So let's say he, he wanted to stay. Um, Lindholm but in five, in three years is he going to be the elite player you think he is or want him to be no he's he's coming down off of that you know Backlund signed for the perfect mount he has two more years and maybe he signs for one more after that or, or something but Noah Hannafin this team probably isn't going to be in a playoff picture for the next little while why would he want to sign there and if you are why are you going to sign him anyways you've got some other guys that need to be moved on and get younger and start building for that three three years from now. I'm not talking about a rebuild, but I'm talking about adding to some players you have within that lineup. Um, some youth, you know, you got Saren Govich. You've just added Kuzmenko now. The great thing about Kuzmenko is his, he's probably going to find a way to score beside Huberdo and his value go up, and they can trade him again next year and add more draft capital to it. But Connor Zeri has been a nice addition, uh, a young player. So they got to keep adding these younger players because it 
they've had such an upheaval with the changes they've had with Gujo and Kachuk that they, they need to not, not necessarily start again, but understand where they are in their, in their process of being a team and add. Add players, grow things up, and, and, and try to, to build some younger players. So I like this move. I think it's – I don't like the both teams win because there's no guarantee that Lindholm's going to be a stud for the Canucks. Sonic is tearing the league up this year. But I do believe that, you know, for, for the Flames, they just have to understand where they are. You, this is where you are in your, your growth as a team and, your, and your, 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 your time as a team. So I think that this is a wise move for them. They've got to get some younger players into the lineup, give space for young players to move up uh, and, and, and find, find ice time. Uh, but their back end is crazy. When you look at their back end, they have Mackenzie Weger signed for the next 100 years. Rasmus Anderson has two years after that, then after this year, then he's UFA. Noah Hannafin, UFA right now. Chris Tanev, UFA right now. I believe both will be traded. Or I should say this, I would trade them both. Alvaro Shillington, who just came back, uh, he's UFA after this year. Then they have Osterley and, and Gilbert. They're both UFAs. So they could have an entirely new defense except for two skaters this year. So they go out, they trade for two young defensemen. I suspect they'll try to add some more and some more youth prospects so they can kind of get this going sooner and then the goaltender and this is where it gets interesting you have kind of a three-way situation going with markstrom fladar and dustin wolf now i've talked to some people about dustin wolf they're not sure if his game will translate from ahl to nhl and that's fair but markstrom has two more or two more years after this year on his contract do you keep him along for that ride or do you move him along with his blessing because he's got a no movement clause and try to just turn the page because eventually you're going to have to turn the page. So I think Markstrom's an interesting name to follow. Perhaps to hold some money there. If you, if you hold up some money, does he become more attractive at $4 million? Probably. Probably does. So, Connor, it's, it's our neighbors to the south there have made step one in what I think is going to be a many-step journey to get where they need to be. But I have no doubt that moving this player out, Lindholm, and the two other D-men, and really anyone else you can move out to add use, to add draft picks, and to try to rebuild on the fly is the, is the prudent course of action for the Flames. Yeah, I mean, and just uh, going back, Brustevich, I believe, is the last name. Yes. I looked up the enunciation there, so that it. Brustevich. Uh, intimidating when you look at it, for sure. It, it's an interesting timeline, you know, going back to just a couple of years ago when these two teams met in the playoffs. So I thought, wow, we're going to get the Battle of Alberta back. And then that off season, Kachuk and Goudreau gone. They bring in Huberto, and we're thinking, you know, Tree Living, pretty good job for, for the cards he was dealt. He, he made it out pretty good. Didn't really work out that way. Huberto hasn't had the success he had down in Florida, and, and the Calgary Flames kind of sputtered. So I think making this move is good. You know, like you said, there's no guarantees that Lindholm is going to go light it up in Vancouver. I know he had a 40-goal season. He had a another pretty good season when he only played 70 games, I think 29 goals. I mean, the guy can put the puck in the back of the net when he has the skill around him. So I do like that move for Vancouver. I always like the, the good teams being aggressive and trying to add. I also remember in games two through five of the Oilers Flames series when he had two points and they both came on the power play. So he kind of <laughs> went away, right? So, you know, we'll see what he does with Vancouver, but for the Calgary Flames, you're absolutely right. You know, it's you're not gonna you're not gonna have long term success when you're just being mediocre and you're kind of sitting in that middle ground. So why not trade away some of their good pieces, bring in draft picks, rebuild? You mentioned the new arena. You want a good competitive team when you break the ice there. 
So I, I do like this move for the Calgary Flames. The next couple of years, maybe this year, could be a little frustrating, but it's not that full rebuild, retool, and, and try to get things going again. But, Stratty, i got to say I'm disappointed because after, you know, what Kachuk did to this BOA, reigniting it, getting it going again, <laughs> the Calgary Flames right now, uh, I think it's going to be tough. And uh, I know you've got some friends in the organization. It could be a tough, tough couple of years. Yeah, I think things are going to be, you have to take a step back to go forward. Now, to be fair, they traded a, traded for Saren Grovich from the Devils, and he's had an incredible year. He's got 20 goals, 15 assists. I mean, that's that's really good value. $3 million cap, that's a really good value. So Ryan Husk has found a way to get him going. Now you're looking at Kuzmenko, who only has eight goals this year. Now he's making $5.5 million, so obviously the... The uh, bar is set much higher than that, Connor, for him, but and uh, for for him and for his contract. But I think that he's another guy could have a nice little rebound, and you know, let's say he hammers in, I don't know, let's say yeah, they have thirty five, forty games left. Can he hammer in twelve goals and kind of get to twenty? And does that kind of make you feel better heading to next year? I think it does. So it's there's been a lot of turnover this team. I think the turnover is going to continue for the next little bit with Hannafin and Tanev. I think both of those players, they get at least one first-rounder out of it, probably for Hannafin. I don't know that Tanev is a first-rounder to trade for, but probably a second-rounder, maybe a, a, a um, prospect. You try it out a little bit of speed, a little size, a little skill to your lineup with a little bit older prospect, and I, I'm going to be very interested to see how this shakes out over the next month or so. But I, I do think that this trade is going to make other teams kind of look at where they're at. Where do we go from here? How do we get ready? How do we start adding? You know, like if an owner's fan, we'll get into this later. Does this make you more or less want to go out and make a trade? Try somebody to your lineup sooner than later. You know, there has to be some changes. We'll get into those a little bit later today as we're kind of in the the pause here, the, the break and the all-star break, which is coming up right now, starting uh, with the draft tonight. All right, lots to get to, Taylor. Let's just recap what we got going on. My name is Jason Strabick, and I am uh, your host with the mostest for uh, the next uh, two days. As Gregor's on a little break, uh, happy to be here. Send your text into one eight three three four zero one one four four zero. Happy to be here with Connor and uh, all of you watching or listening as you drive around the city. Um, on the show today, coming up next, we're going to talk about a another change in the AJHL. And the five teams have now moved on to a different league. We'll give you all their details on that and kind of discuss what that means for a what feels like ever uh, never-changing uh, hockey landscape here in Western Canada. Uh, Brian Diardo is going to join us, talk some NFL just after 3.20. Colin Livingston, the, the hugest change that I can remember in, in uh, sports car racing. Colin will fill that in at 3.40. Ryan Leslie to help us break down where the Flames go next and what they've just done. And then Mark Spector at 5 p.m. Connor, did I miss anything? Am I, am I off on a sideways already or am I keeping it on the, on the road? No, I think you got it all in there. Of course, uh, if anybody has the email questions, Connor at sports1440.ca can always pass them along to Struddy. And, you know, for old time's sake, I, I don't, did you get a Struds on in there? I think we, we've got oh, a topic you want to thought- drop in. Oh, I've got a Struds on. Yeah, I've got... Oh, there it is. Sorry, I missed it. Four o'clock. That's right. I've got a good Struds on today, and it's not <laughs> hockey or sports related. I'll actually be, you know, kind of dropping a dime on a friend of mine with an incident, and it was an incident that happened last evening. 
Now, before I go to break, I want to get to, uh, there's a lot of texts coming in. Thanks for sending these in, everybody. It's great to be back. Um, hey, Stratty, can you talk about Nick Menino being waived sometime today? Now, from this is from uh, G. G, I believe that he was waived some time ago. Um, and the New York Rangers, he's been assigned to Hartford, but they're, they're not going to make him go down right away to Hartford because they want him to have his all-star break. He's, he's played almost 900 NHL games. He deserves that kind of, what's the word I'm looking at? That respect, that amount of respect. So, you know, Nick has had an amazing career. He played 900 games, um, just a, just a great player. And he was never the fastest player and the game continues to speed up. And I, you know, has he gone slower as the game speeded up? It doesn't matter. Either way, he's having a, he's not the, quickness he wasn't able to get around the way he used to be and that's kind of how it happens so you know for Nick I'm sure it was disappointing when he was put on waivers and and uh you know you never want to see anyone kind of finish the career put put on the waivers but he has been put on waivers a while ago and now he's going to be sent down to Hartford but I remember my last year at the orders I only played 40 some games and I I didn't think I'd get put on waivers I was there to kind of babysit and help everybody out but you know you kind of want to go out in a blaze of glory. Unfortunately, for most athletes, not all, but the non-elite ones at least, usually you kind of go out with a whimper and there's no blaze of glory. So Nick Benio's had an amazing career. The fact that he was put on waivers isn't the end of the world. Um, he'll, he, he was put on waivers last week. He'll be in the minors, I'm guessing. And then uh, either he calls it quits after this year or maybe he'll go play in Europe. He has, I think he has a young family. Um, so whatever he chooses, it'll be fine. But he's had an amazing career. So... You know, you can feel badly that he's in the minors, but don't feel bad for him because his career has been 900, almost 900 games deep. And that's more than most of all the world can say. All right, let's take a quick pause here. When we come back, we'll get you updated on what's going on with the ever-changing junior hockey landscape here in Western Canada on the uh, PlayAlberta.ca live sports on 1440 and Oders Nation YouTube and Facebook show. Welcome back to the Jason Gregor Show. My name is Jason Stradwick, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Go all in on excitement with PlayAlberta. Sign up today with code SPORT, SPORTS550 and get a $50 free bet. Again, I'm Jason Stradwick. It's just after 2.25 right now here in the uh, capital city. Thanks for tuning in. Love getting your texts at one 401 1440 Get to those uh, momentarily. They're firing in. I can't keep up. Now let's get to our big story of the day, brought to you by the JPHL, an academy-style approach for U14, U15, and U18 players with a focus on skill development and education. Learn more at juniorprospectshockeyleague.com. All right, so let's just recap what happened. The HHL had their, had their teams, and then it was leaked out that five of the teams were going to be leaving next year to join the... Uh, BCJHL that have kind of broken away from Hockey Canada or not broken away, but they've gone their own way. So the five teams that were you know, rumored to be leaving were Black Falls Bulldogs, the Brooks Bandits, Okotoks Oilers, Short Park Crusaders, and the Spruce Cove Saints. Well, when, in a nutshell, after that news came out, the AJHL decided that those players, those teams would be out um, you know, to, to figure out what the next plan was. Well, today, the next plan was decided. And uh, all five of those teams I just announced have joined the BCHL. And I'll read a 
they're basically the same statements from all five teams, but I'll read it kind of. This is from the Doug Quinn, owner of the Black Falls Bulldogs Junior A Hockey Club. And he says, the Blackfall Bulldogs are thrilled to express our excitement of joining the BCHL. The BCHL's dedication and efforts in expediting this process in light of the AJHL's decisions have not gone unnoticed, and we are sincerely grateful for the commitment they have shown to ensure all our players have the opportunity to compete this season with competitive hockey. This swift transition in light of the AJHL's decisions is a testament to the BCHL's professionalism and passion for the sport. We can anticipate the journey ahead and look forward to contributing our Bulldog best to the vibrant hockey community that the BCHL represents. That was the owner of the Black Falls. And then the chairman of the BCHL Board of Governors, Graham Fraser, says, We are pleased to officially welcome these five franchises into the fold as members of our league. All five are strong organizations from great communities, and we look forward to the immediate boost they will give our league. So they will, basically what's going to happen is that these five teams will play some with each other as well as BCHL teams for the rest of the year. They'll crown an Alberta champion. Uh, and then after the BCHL playoffs, there's an opportunity for the Alberta team to meet the BC in a year end championship. So basically, they're going to play some of their own. They're going to play against some of the other teams in the BCHL. Then they'll have the championship. So, number one, I'm happy that these players and these five teams are not able to play hockey. None of the players on these five teams signed up to not play this year. Now, I'm not going to say the HHL was right or wrong in what they did. Or the, the the five teams that are leaving, but I know that those players did nothing to not deserve to play in those games, or in games and develop and and and, and hopefully reach the dreams or whatever their dreams may be in in, in in times to come. But for now, these five teams are going to play there, and that's kind of it. And then they move on from there. There's a standard. Um, there's a standard that has to be met by each team, whether it's uh, number of fans or you know different different levels of. Development, all that stuff, and they've met that criteria. Now the five teams are moving on. So now the five teams are left, the other teams are left behind. The HHL, they continue on. Doesn't mean it's not a good league. Doesn't mean that there aren't good players in that league. But this is where they're at. And this is an ever-shifting hockey um, landscape, Connor, that you know kids playing uh, today are, are, are dealing with. It's been not a ton of change. When I think back to when I was playing and um, playing for the mighty Casey organization here in Edmonton there was kind of your 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 groups in the city or franchise organizations and there was some outside the Leducs and Albert and all that you kind of played each other there weren't a lot of options and now there's a ton of options that are offered to young players uh development has probably never been better um the things that these young kids can do are exceed I can tell you anything that I did at 8 10 or 12 of the comparable age maybe they didn't slash the same but you can always teach the slash later on, but the the hockey landscape is is changing, and it's not just here in Alberta. It's changing um, in many different places on the East Coast, uh, in 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 the U.S. It's uh, changing a lot. So this is what it is, and I think there'll be some some more ripples that we kind of work through it. But eventually, things will settle, and and maybe they'll find a a level that kind of works for everybody here, Connor. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the the questions I have. What what is the next step? What happens going forward? Uh, obviously, the BCHL wanted to get out from under the Hockey Canada bubble and or the umbrella and the impact of what they might have on their leagues. And you know, now you've got these two teams, or sorry, five teams from the AJ going. Could it expand more? I mean, could teams in the SJ potentially want to get in on this? All of a sudden, you have a Western Canadian 
league. I mean, it's it's very interesting to see what happens. I felt bad for you know the the people that went and watched these games, the players that were losing games because of it. That that was unfortunate to see when it seemed like this was you know known that it was going to happen. It could have just probably finished the season. Could they not have? We'll see what happens, but I'm intrigued by it now, Stretty. Well, you know, the, the travel's going to go up a little bit more. Uh, that, that'll that be a cost that they'll have to worry about. But really just intrigued to see, you know, is is this just the beginning? What's going to happen now? And and how much of the, you know, the hockey landscape at this level will be impacted by these teams doing this? Yeah, the private the private hockey is, it's, I don't think it's going away. And so what where do you go from here? And I, I've said this before, and I'll I'll, I'll say it again. I believe there needs to be at least some discussion of getting everyone in the same room, everyone being, you know, the Hockey Canada, the the Hockey Albertas, you know, whether it's Sask Hockey, Manitoba Hockey, everyone kind of get together, the the, the principals and then the, 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 the leaders of these private leagues, and just get there and talk and see if you can't find some common ground. Um, you know, there's so many options now for players, and players are being spread around um, kind of kind of all over. So, you know, how can you kind of get that together and get competition where you have, you know, the various leagues playing against each other? And I'd be in all favor of that. And we get this text in here from uh, The Bones. Hockey Canada should just be dissolved. This is just a symptom of their incompetence. I, you know, I, I, dissolving Hockey Canada, you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on for them right now. And they've handled some situations incorrectly, for sure. Um... You know, and I, I spoke quite strongly about how I feel about that, that the situation about the, the World Junior incident that occurred. Um, but, you know, so we'll just leave, let's just park the um, sexual issues to the side. And I'm not saying that they're minor issues. Those are major issues. But just for the purpose of this conversation, let's park those to the side because those need to be dealt with very strongly. And I 100% agree with, you know, that the work that they're trying to do in that area. But when I'm looking at, you know, when you're looking at, I, I feel like Hockey Canada has at times been um, slow to evolve with what families or, or some players are asking. Not every player. Some players just want to play, you know, for fun. They want to play maybe more games than they practice. And that's that's great. You know, there's a lot of kids, you, you play more than one sport. You don't have to be the best in it. You know, some kids play basketball at a high level and they want to play and compete and practice all the time. Others just want to play every couple, you know, play a game every every week and just have fun. And that's fine. So there, there should be a level for everyone. But if someone wants to really push it and try to be the best version they can be, that also should be offered to people. And they, they've they've changed and challenged that over over time. They haven't actually evolved with what is being asked for or being offered. And I'm saying they being hockey can haven't evolved. And then obviously the people that filter down. So they have their reasons. I'm, I have no doubt about that. And, you know, maybe they're, they're more worried about the other 90, 95% of players that just want to, you know, just are playing, playing to enjoy it. And that's fine. But it doesn't mean you can't still be aware of and maybe try to help or cater to those that are trying to really, push the highest level, which ultimately those players are the ones that feed your national programs. When I, when I think I look at the kids, I coach a lot of kids, you know, there's not a lot of hockey Canada people walking around helping, whether it's parents or coaches, um, 
or players get to those high levels. Those are done by people that truly love the game and love coaching it or supporting it. So that's where I, I kind of see that it, it's, you know, that, that, that change or that ability to kind of cater to that group of people hasn't really um, happened from, from them. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens and um, what, what, what happens moving forward there. From your perspective, Stratty, as a parent, like if, if one of your boys was, you know, at the point where he could kind of choose his route, uh, you could go with a team like Spruce Grove or you could maybe go to a team like Fort Mac, I mean, or the WHL. I mean, does this impact, like, do you think there would be an ideal route? Obviously, what you want to do after hockey is a, a big contributor to that as well. But, I mean, as a parent, would that, yeah. this impact you in one way or another? Well, I think it it, it, it gives you, you know, an opportunity to look and look at, at something different. But at the end of the day, you know, I think people, we get a little bit too carried away about um, – What's the journey going to be? What's what's the what's the right path for my player? And I think you know, putting to, putting a player and trying to get them to the highest levels is 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 a great goal. But a lot of times, let's say all things being equal, the the, the coaching being equal, the player's got to put the work in. You know, you have to do things to become the greatest of the greatest of the great, or like to make it to the NHL. Let's just call them NHL players. You've got to do willing to do things that no one else is. Work out when you're tired. Work on your skills. Watch video. Do all these things. And it's it's a hard thing to do. And it's easy to do it for a short period of time. Just think of all the people who decide they're going to work out after New Year's Eve. They got a, a New Year's resolution. It's easy for a short amount of time. But if you truly want to be great, you got to do it day in, day out, and continue to do it and, and to, to be the best version of yourself. And teams... Some teams will offer to support that, and some might not offer it quite as well or will be able to support it as much. But it's on the player. I, I, don't, I don't believe in the idea that a great team will raise your player up and make him a better player. The player has to come in and be the best version of himself and push himself, and then that team gives him a chance. If you have a 50% work ethic and you go to a team that's 100% work ethic, you're not going to thrive. You're not, you're not going to long term. Because you're going to get passed by others, so yeah, there's there's lots of lots of great options out there now, and and there have always been many great options, but now it just seems that there's, you know, you have the private and the and the, the non-sanctioned one, and the sanctioned. There's there's a lot of different options out there uh, for those people that want it to, to use it. Um, the AJ is going to be fine. It will still be a strong junior A league, and there will be lots of Canadian kids who lose their roster spots to increase the amount of import players allowed in the BCHL. But they'll still need a league to play and they'll find their way back to AJHL. And I, I do agree with that. That is a concern of mine. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend I'm Don Cherry saying that we shouldn't invite imports into our leagues or, or European players. But at the end of the day, you need to have opportunity for Canadian players to grow and to compete against other good players. Um, I do have concerns that BCHL has many imports. And we're going to try to get the um, uh, rep from the BCHL, maybe the commissioner tomorrow, to join us and just kind of talk about what they see because, you know, why they see that as maybe something different. So I'll be very interested to see that. But I do agree. I Again, I don't want to sound like I'm anti-import or anti-American or European. I'm not. But I do want to see opportunities for North American players.
Canadian players, I should say, to to play in this league, to play in the good leagues and to improve and to get better and to follow their dreams. Because there's lots of good coaching here. Lots of good coaching in, in, in Western Canada. Tons. Now, are there bad coaches? Yeah, there are. But there's bad coaches everywhere, just like there's good bosses some places and bad coaches some places. But, yeah, it's it's a really interesting story. So we're going to try to have more of that on tomorrow, Connor. But, uh, yeah, pretty nuts when you look at uh, how quickly that happened. In League 12, it was, it was barely two weeks ago or less. And all of a sudden, bang, now they're in a different league. Uh, I guess six months earlier than they thought they'd be. Yeah, people are talking, Strutty. I mean, I wonder if that forced the hand because I, I'd heard a lot of people behind the scenes like, oh, yeah, I knew about this. I knew this was coming. Right. Now it's out there. And, you yeah. know, I I think, you know, you have to be a little, give some credit to these leagues. I mean, they, they were kind of like forced into this and had to, to make it happen. And it, it has happened very quickly. Uh, it, it's quite the story because I remember it was just kind of whispers maybe two weeks ago on the station. And now here we are. And it's crazy how quick it all happened. Big change, big change. This one's coming in from the Nardog. Hey, boys, had to add a little extra bourbon to my coffee right now since it's a special day with uh, Strutty on the show from Nardog. Well, thank you very much. Enjoy it. Enjoy it all. All right, let's uh, step out here on the Jason uh, Greger Show on Sports 1440. When we come back, we're going to talk about a pretty cool event that's going on at the Brew House to help our firefighters burn unit. That's next on PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. Welcome back to the Jason Gringo Show on Sports 1440 and uh, Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. Thanks for checking it out. Hope you're liking what you're seeing in the camera because I think I'm looking pretty good today. Um, we're going to talk about a pretty cool community event going on here at the K and Brew House. And he, he really knows n- no other introduction than just Patty. Hey Connor, it's just like it's 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 just one word like Madonna, Cher, Messi. Did I miss anything? Kanye. Legend. Legend. Legend? Who said legend? Patty? You can't say that about yourself. <laughs> people say it about me. What do you want me to say? I'm just I'm just telling you what people say. Who That's says all. that? Your mom? <laughs> uh, yes, obviously she has to, but she yeah. is a legend. Oh, well, I see. I would agree. Legend. Yeah. I agree. Well, Patty, you got a pretty cool event going on at the Cane Brew House at Windy Bear, and it's all um, – tell us about how you're going to help raise some money for the Edmonton Firefighters Burn Treatment Society. Yeah, so uh, obviously the Canadian Brew House is a huge supporter of our community, and, uh, you know, nothing uh, better than helping out the firefighters uh, sell their calendars. Um, I'm lucky enough to, to be friends with a bunch of the guys in the calendar, and they needed a little push to get rid of – the calendars they have left for this year and uh we decided to put together this event this saturday at windermere um tickets are on uh, the open table website they're 25 dollars, which is how much a calendar costs and and i'm going to buy everybody a welcome drink for uh for donating so all the money and ticket sales go directly to uh to the burns uh, unit and uh, you get to get a calendar when you walk in and, and get it autographed by some of these uh, hunks that are coming, you know? Yeah. Firefighters are good looking. I, I, I'm guessing you weren't asked to go on the calendar, Patty. Uh, I, I respectfully declined. <laughs> um, I'm more of a plus size firefighter uh, model. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I feel like these good looking dudes deserve uh, to be out there more than me, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just decided yeah. to kind of step back on this one. Don't feel bad. Connor and I didn't get asked either, eh, Connor? 
I was busy. Yeah, we couldn't couldn't make it that day. I didn't have enough oil to lube to lube up the body. You got to grease up the body, right, to make it look good. Uh, now these guys are amazing in what they do to help to help the the, the burn victim unit, and they this, they've been raising awareness since 1977. So pretty amazing. So the guys will be there hanging out. They can uh, you know be a part of it and get the pictures done. Um, and and did I miss anything else? Are that what are those chips you guys have? It's like the are they the ripple chip? No, the is that the oh, cactus cr- chips. What are they called? The cactus chips. Yes, I love yeah. those. Now those be those yeah. be floating around as well as the calendars. Yeah, of course. You know, we're I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not usually going to events like this, but uh, my wife and all her friends need a DD, so I'll, I'll be there for a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's a great little thing to send your wife as a surprise, or your or your husband, or anybody in your family that you think is going to be uh, you're needing a night out. And I, I know some of the firefighters are bringing some. Some, some couples down and kind of doing like a parent party for some of their hockey teams and stuff. So it, it doesn't really matter who it is. You don't, uh, you know, you don't uh, need to buy a calendar to come down, but we do definitely push it to, to, to raise the money for uh, for the unit for sure. All right, buddy. Well, thanks a lot. That's on February 3rd. So you get the tickets on open table, 25 bucks each, and that gets you a calendar and uh, a free hug from Patty. So thanks, Patty. We'll see you there Saturday night, buddy. Thanks, Daddy. Awesome. That's a, that's a pretty fun, well, not a pretty fun. That is a fun night, Connor. It's a, it's a lot of fun to be a part of that, um, fundraiser. I, I know of quite a few firefighters and those guys, they're working hard, especially when it's cold. They were telling me how hard they have to work when it's freezing cold. Uh, everything's freezing up there. Those guys are truly, uh, helping us out around our community. Yeah. I mean, you, you just have to know one, one firefighter and they'll, they'll tell you about some of the things they go through and what they have to do. So a fantastic cause. And who hasn't had one of those nights at the Canadian brew house that, you know, you go there for an event like that. Maybe it's, you know, a friend's hockey team or whatever it might be. And I can get away from you. You'll usually have a good time and I'm sure there'll be some dangles going down as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They got the shot ski over there at the brew house. I think they I do. believe, yeah. I like that. You ever shot skied before, Connor? I mean, we've we've dabbled a few times. Dabbled, yeah. I'm you a know, big shot skier. I know, like it. I will say they they have like a lot of flavors of the vodkas that you can make sure. some cool creations and the dangles and uh, I will say also the chocolate cake if you're going down, Stretty. <laughs> uh, I know you and I have a history of chocolate cake together, but. Yeah, but you you don't want to share this one. It's too good to share. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I miss our days of sharing cakes. Have you done it since, other than with your wife, I guess? No, no. Although Brandon and I were down at the CBH. I want to say it was in St. Albert, and uh, I sent him home with some. Didn't want to share. I said, you take this home with you. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. That's that's really fair. Tons of texts coming here at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. My name is Jason Stratic. I'm just here for two days um, hosting while Gregor's well, Gregor's out there. We got a lot of texts about our previous segment talking about the B, uh, BCHL. Hey, Struddy, this just comes in from Buck seventy five. Probably how much he weighs. Are NCAA schools telling AJHL kids to go play in the BCHL? I, I would suggest that I, I, I don't know that they're they're telling them. They're, this has been happening for a long. I remember when I was going through playing, and I was I was hoping to get a college scholarship. That was actually my goal. The other way it turned out pretty good, but I was, you know, a couple of colleges asked if I'd be willing to play junior, you know, like AJHL or BCHL. And like, yeah. And I remember them saying, well, this might be the team you want to go to, whether it was here in, in Alberta or in BC. So it's not like this is being new. Now I'm guessing you're asking because of the way the leagues are, are run. Is it, is it different? And maybe there, there is some of that, but I just, 
wanted to kind of give you some background that that's kind of always happened. There's always been talk about, you know, go play for this team or go play for that. It's not like it's completely, uh, completely uh, out to lunch. Um, hey, Strutty, did you know that 11 of the top 100 scorers in the BCHL are Canadians? Fun fact. He, and then he said, BC born Canadians. I didn't know that. Um, and, you know, there, there's, there's talented players. You know, I, I, it's unlikely that a, ta- a very untalented player is going to come up and play in a league and try to bring the best, the brightest, just like when Canadians go play in Europe. Generally speaking, they're bringing, you know, the, the more talented players over uh, to try to to try to bolster their lineup. Um, so, yeah, and I and I I am I am concerned about the number of Canadian players that are not playing in these leagues. That is that is a, that is a concern of mine. Um, I think we need to give Canadian athletes and not just hockey players, but Canadian athletes, leagues or opportunities to grow as players. And when you're, when you're have the, the limit set so low for the number of, or so high, I guess, in this case for import players, I think it does challenge that, that goal. It makes it difficult. Um, yeah. And, and so, We'll see. There's lots, of, lots to talk about there, Connor, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And I, I kind of want to fast forward two or three years and see what's up and see what it looks like then. Yeah, and I, I was going to ask you about this in five questions, but I I think we'll take one out and put a new one in. But I, if you're the AJ right now, you're losing five teams, and I know Gregor has kind of documented in the past. I mean, the league had expanded; they had operated with a smaller amount of teams before. Would you look to expand to potentially give more Canadian kids opportunities to play? Would that potentially water down the quality of the league? I mean, what what would your game plan be if you were running it? Are you thinking, well, we got a few more markets we could try to dabble in, or yeah. do you just leave it? Well, the challenge of, of of a junior league is that you know you're not getting a lot of gate, so you need to get sponsorship. That that would be the big the challenge. You know, how do you, how do you get money to run the team and you know, can it, could a smaller community absorb a team and then support it? Because again, the gate isn't necessarily driving. Isn't necessarily driving the. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The, all the, all, all, all the uh, paying the bills every day. It helps and I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't be dismissive of fans, but it's, it's a little bit different. Maybe some other leagues where, you know, the, the gate does push it. Like the NHL, the gate pushes a lot of the revenue for the league. The the AJHL, it's, it, it helps, but you also need support from the, the local business and community. So do you want to add more teams? I, I, I guess more opportunity is, is, is good, but I think that I want to make sure that the group I have remaining is strong. You know, I've, I've heard that maybe the SJHL and, and the AJHL would, would hook up, and I, I'm just, I'm just rumor milling here. I'm not an insider at all. But I, I do think when you're looking at it, how do you bolster what you have or stre- sorry, strengthen what you have? If you're going to add, how do you add and how do you make it so it, it works? You know, what a knee-jerk reaction, add five teams and then, you know, 18 months in, four of them drop out. To me, that is not a healthy pathway to um, create. You always want to make sure when you're growing, it's getting stronger and getting better. Uh, kind of like the NHL's done. Like pretty much all their franchises are in good shape, other than the one that's never been in good shape, which is Arizona, which for some reason is still there. And I, I just, I can't, I just don't understand it. Now, I was also the one who said that Vegas wasn't going to work in Vegas, so obviously I nailed it on that one. But I think that the the whole thing with Arizona is, it, it's, I just don't understand how they can keep that team there. I, I don't, you, you know, it's. You're not running a garage sale here, right? We're just, just, we can just move it from your garage to my garage. Like it, it needs to have something that looks professional. You're playing in a 5,000 seat stadium for an NHL team. I mean, that is, could you imagine the NFL and Connor? You know, I don't want to bring up your team, but yeah, you did. The San Diego, or what do they even call now? They're the, are they still <laughs> LA or are they Los Angeles, California Chargers? Just what are they now? America's team. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they they would never dream of having that a an NFL team play in a fifteen thousand seat college stadium. At least, not that I remember. Maybe you'd know better than I. But to have an NFL NHL team playing in that stadium for this long with really no out, no, where's the out? How could you say this is when we're out? Because even if they let's say buy a piece of land tomorrow, that thing's not being built for three more years. So you're in there for what are they? Is this year two or three right now? Two. So you're in year two, so at least five years, five years of your career. And, that, and that'd be optimistic to say if that's if they started now. So they're probably six years before they get into a building. I, I just don't know how you can accept that as a league and just even the drag it is on your HRR, or in English, hockey-related revenue. Well, I mean, I, I think you were getting at the point that the Chargers did play in a soccer stadium for a few years. And it was, yeah, 27,000. That's not what the NFL wants, right? But they had a very strict thing there. They will be, oh, this is temporary. SoFi Stadium's being built. They'll split it with the Rams, and it will be, you know, a blip on the radar, a blip in the past. 
I heard it was a joke. Players didn't like it. They I, they weren't happy playing in the NFL and going to their those types of games. Opposing fans could easily take it over with a, a little right. bit of their fan base, and it it was kind of a joke. I think a lot of people went to that game and said, "Cool experience." Don't want to go to another game like that. So you're right to do it for a couple of years. That's one thing, but to not have an exit plan right. is another one. And Stretty, you're right. This. This is not a new thing for the Coyotes, right? They've played all over. The, they've had issues on and off the ice. It's a mess. I, I don't know where the, the spot would be. I think we heard some r- reports that somewhere in Atlanta was being uh, constructed, a new rink or approved. The whole Utah thing, Salt Lake City. I don't know where they might end up, but the experiment has to end at some point. Yeah, if you want to get into the Atlanta thing, are you kidding me? Three <laughs> chances? How many chances do you have to get? It's like if you're yeah. with your partner and their partner cheats on you two times. Are you telling again? Ah, this time will be different. No, I'm telling you what. It gets easier every time they cheat on you. It's crazy. So to go to Atlanta again? But you heard the story, right? Whose story? Forsyth C- County leaders formalized negotiations on Wednesday, yesterday, mm-hmm. that could lead taxpayers providing nearly $400,000 in subsidies to develop a two-plus billion hockey arena. I can't. I can't do it. I just I just can't do it. I cannot. I can't accept that. I wasn't just throwing that name out there because I wanted to. There's there's a story behind it. I can't. I just can't. I, how, I, just, I don't know how you can do it again. I, I just, it's been two times. How many times do you have to move? Now, now if you want to add, I could see if they say they want to do it and then they have a, an Eastern franchise, so you give to Utah and Atlanta, and you hear the numbers being tossed out, $2 billion for a franchise fee? Oh, you divide that by 32 teams, that's a lot of cash. That's a lot of pina coladas during the All-Star break. Now, you played in a mall in Hartford, right? Was I did. That, that was your first game? First game, first fight, <laughs> first tears. Now, <laughs> now, you also played in Atlanta. What, yes. What was the... I guess we could probably, this could be almost a segment, but like, what was the worst market you played in? Was Atlanta the games there? Did you go there knowing this is going to be a lame crowd, uh, you know, low energy? Just, it's like, could you tell it's not a hockey market when you were there? Yeah, it, it was, yes. There was, you, you walked around the city. I didn't see one Atlanta Thrasher sign. Not one. It was like they were trying to hide them. They were embarrassed of it. But it's just not, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a hockey town. I didn't think Vegas was either. So, but two times Atlanta has proved they weren't they weren't that spot. Um, hey guys, maybe the Coyotes should join the BCHL. Well, their stadium's too small. <laughs> they can't do it. They can't do it. Hey Strutty, great to hear your voice hosting again from Dub. Yes, well that's the lozenges I use. Fisherman's friends. That's all I use every day, every day. All right, let's get to, well, obviously, keep, we'll get to, well, obviously, keep, we'll get to more of your text when we come back here on the Jason Greg Show. I am uh, Jason Strudwick, and it's time for a sports update brought to you by Booster Juice. And guys and girls, I had an unreal Bananas Away yesterday. I'm a massive Bananas Away fan. I probably have one every 10 days at least. Absolutely delicious. So the sports update brought to you by Booster Juice, and they're rewarding you for being you this February. If your name is Jennifer or Abdi, you get a free drink today for being their names of the day. Download the Booster Rewards app to see if your name is next. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.